This podcast is brought to you by the Trinity Whip Company. Battling daily whip fever? Sadly, there is no cure, only treatment. More whips. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Burning. TrinityWhipCo.com Or look for the link on our main page. TheFedoraChronicles.com This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Metaphysical Connection, episode 58, Return to Antarctica's Frozen Enigma. I'm your host, Eric Render King Fisk. This time, Walt Schnabel and I discuss some of the revelations from our previous episode with special guest Walter Bosley and many of the other items from our show notes about the region of Antarctica that we just did not get to because of time constraints. We spend a great deal of time talking about the strange mountains in Antarctica that resemble other pyramids that have been discovered all around the world, most specifically the ones in Egypt. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So I think that right off the bat, we should talk about the, we're going to be missing Jim again. Jim is going to, Jim is still on special assignment. He's going to reemerge. He's going, he's, he's moving headquarters apparently. Yeah. To Antarctica. So I got, so I got a funny story for you. He's got an underground man cave in in Antarctica that he's moved. Yeah. That's the subject. Jim's man cave in Antarctica. It's a real cool place. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha. So I got a funny anecdote to share with you. Okay. Um, I think I actually called you about this, but the thing is, I think that this is just funny for the audience just to listen to. So I'm doing some some research for the show, and um, you know, and I go to the strangest places on the web looking for information. One of the places where I go to is is WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, of course I, you would, Eric. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't Eric go to Wiki WikiLeaks? Right. And. Uh, and of course, the thing is, is that I'm reading this memo that what's his face? I don't know if it was Broadly Manning or Chelsea Manning, whatever Manning is calling himself these week, this week, and uh, or it was. Well, he's um, Chelsea now. He's, he's okay. He's converted. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so I'm, I got my hands on this document talking about John Kerry's trip to Antarctica, <laughs> and, and on the header, on the header, it's like it says, ultra top secret. Um, do not read this document without authorization from the Secretary of State, Joint Chiefs of Staff, um, all of these like headers. It's like if you, if, if, if an unauthorized personnel reads this document, you face up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. And I'm reading this and I'm like, should I really be reading this? And a shadow moves across my window. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit! And it was the mail lady dropping off the package. Uh, only so the shadow knows. <laughs> so what did the package have in it? Explosive? <laughs> no, it was was actually a book. It was a book for Carol. Carol's uh, doing some. Uh, she's working on another degree. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I think it's like her doctorate in thirty third degree. Thirty third degree. She's I think she's becoming a mason. I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, to get her doctorate in like um, nuclear medicine or something like that, or whatever it is. Um, she has to take an art appreciation course. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that ma- that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Well, you have to be well-rounded nuclear. I mean, I understand that at a like at a at a 
at a BA level or a BS right. level where you have to sort of kind of round out your education. Sure. But at that level, you're really very specific. You know, my son's taking his ma- doing his master's in marketing. Right. And and he had to take a calculus course, and, and he he's just not a math person. No. It's, it's really really a struggle, but yeah, um, he'll get through it. I mean, the thing is, it's just, like, it doesn't make sense to me. It just maybe there's usage for it, but you know. Like, like if if you're if you're going to the doctor's office and you're getting your tumor irradiated with a with a with a beam of delta waves or something this is like not that. A tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I mean, do you really want to? Are you going to really sort of ask the person who is checking out your tumor with the delta rays? Are Are you sure that you really want? You know, are you if you, if the choice is between somebody who took an art appreciation course. And got an A, right. or somebody who didn't get an art appreciation course. Which which, which one would you pick? Well, you, you know, you could always bring it into the conversation. Do Do you think Van Gogh cut his ear off because he had a tumor on it? Or? <laughs> 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 I mean, you can sort of you know mix that into. It's not a tumor. It makes an interesting um, visit. It's I not think. a tumor. <laughs> so, so anyway, I don't know. We're talking about Antarctica, and we're going over all the show notes that. Um, all the things that we wanted to talk to David, uh, not David, I'm going to edit this out. Um, um, Walter Bosley. Yeah, we, we touched on it, but we didn't we, we didn't have enough time to really get too deep. I had a it. ton of questions for um, Walter Bosley. Yeah. And Maybe we can get him back on. He, he, he did a great show. That was, he I thought, one of our best shows. He really did. And the thing is, is good guy. there's a lot of things that we wanted to talk about. And we touched about uh, on this briefly. And there's this one news item that I wanted to share with him and I want to share with you. And I think that we're going to open up the show with this one news item here. And you've heard of Science Magazine, haven't you, Walt? Yeah. It's one of the most, it's not the most prestigious, but it's like, it's like Discover Magazine or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm going to see it's if I... It's not a rag. So this is a news item here from... March 31st, 1998. And it was written it's current. huh? Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty current. I mean, it's it's not within this millennium, but it's still ancient ruins found in Antarctica. And I'm not going to read the whole article to you here. Please but, don't. Okay. Scientists have uncovered the remains of a massive stone structure and other artifacts estimated to be 4,000 years old in a remote, remote corner of Antarctica. The find, announced at a press conference today, is the first evidence of ancient civilization on the icy continent is being heralded as one of the most important archaeological digs of, uh, of the century. And it goes on to tell everybody about all of these really, really weird things that they found, like like coins. And because it's like Antarctica is so cold, it's dry. And you could put something in the ice and it would last for centuries or millenniums or whatever. Right. It doesn't disintegrate. And there's a long <clears throat> list of things that are supposed to be there. And then there is some quotes from this Scott Amerson of Wyoming State University. And talking about this and all the things that they had found near the what they call the the double day glacier and this structure is supposed to be 30 meters high 400 meters wide it's supposed to be huge and this was published in the science journal science just science magazine um and and uh, this goes back to 1998 well, here's so, so why why don't we know about this? Why, why is this um, 
Top secret. I think that that's going to be the thrust of the show because I've tried to follow up on this, and there is. I mean, this is published in in a in. I, uh, we, it's a it's a real science magazine. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, it's no, a, it's not it's not a, like one of those um, papers in the grocery store that you see that has these outrageous headlines. It's on not it. like the World Weekly News and the National right. Enquirer or the right. Globe. So there's, or so there's like actually that. a team of scientists that went down there allegedly. And, allegedly, yeah. then this is where things get weird. I wonder if that guy's still around. I mean, maybe we could try to get him on the show. Well, you're talking to somebody who who spent two hours trying to find more evidence of this guy. Oh, you couldn't find him? Couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah. Couldn't find any evidence of... Maybe he's down in Antarctica still. Who knows? Yeah. And and the thing is that it was just like... I mean, if this was like a make... So you Googled him and everything? I Googled it and I couldn't find any information about about him. How about the University of Wyoming? Did you approach them? Could couldn't find him listed anywhere on their website, whatever. And I'm not. I'm. It's weird. It really is. It's it really is unusual. What about the magazine is that still being produced? I, I'm. They. They. It's still there. It's like they have headlines. It's like they just I mean, published. Is, is the magazine still publishing? It's still publishing. Huh. Maybe you could contact them and get some. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you how to do a search because you. I'm sure better that at that than I am. Yeah. No. I. I. Like I said. And and um. And then I found another you did due diligence, Eric. I did. And then back in 2002, there was a there was a camera crew that was allegedly doing a documentary on the living conditions for the people out in Antarctica. And they wandered off as a group. They got lost because of the the, the whiteout conditions during a horrible storm. Mm-hmm. They had to be rescued by the Navy SEALs. Now, what are the Navy SEALs doing in Antarctica? I, I did. I, you know, I, um, I actually heard it. Linda Moulton Howe interviewed a guy yeah. that was on that team that rescued him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a Navy SEAL or not, but he, he was involved in it somehow. I'm not exactly. He was in the Navy. I don't know what right. his position. Maybe he was a Navy SEAL. But he he didn't talk about it. And he, and he, he was told point blank not to talk about it by one of his superiors, some guy that he had never seen before that just showed up at a meeting they were having about it and told all the people in the room, don't talk about this. Um, and they confiscated a, a, a video cassette, not a VHS cassette, but it's a it's one of the audio cassette. No, like a video cassette, not VHS, but it, not beta. But it's one of those that um, formats that only professionals used back in two thousand two. Oh, okay. okay. Well, his, his story is is such that um, now now he was he was talking to Linda Moulton Howe about this at the. Um, the conference that's held it in Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. um, something in the desert. What's that? Do you know that? It was just held recently. Right. Um, I know what you. I know what yeah, you mean. Well, I, I can't think of the exact name of it, but anyway, it's where all people get together and talk about yeah strange things and UFOs and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, so he met with her um, at this conference, and he had dinner with her in a Mexican rest Mexican restaurant. A detail we probably don't need, but. Anyway, um, and then he talked with her at length after dinner outside in the parking lot. And, and he got a call um, several days later when he got home from the conference from somebody saying, we know that you're talking about this and you better cut it out. Yeah. And he didn't know who the person was. He, he didn't recognize the number or anything. But he traced the, traced the cell phone number. This is not that long ago. Um, and it was... Uh, Came from the NSA. Yeah. So so they were they were apparently 
listening to her or, or following her. Or so, somebody was eavesdropping on their conversation. Somehow. Somebody was either following him or following her. One of the one two. Of the, one of the one other. Of, one of the two. Yeah. And and her point is that you know they're not doing anything wrong. They're just they're just talking about what they're, what he witnessed. You know? Just talking about this thing that they witnessed. Yeah, they're, That's not, it. they're not plotting against the government or anything. So why is the NSA involved? I, and the I thing is, that, is that and, and anyway, if this is his his story. And so. here's and one of the things that I have noticed here in doing my research is that that's a reoccurring theme. If you see something when you see something in Antarctica that is outside the boundaries of the paradigm as it is today, they tell you to shut up. Yeah. Well, that that brings up the question of what the hell's going on down there, you know. So, so getting back to this guy, he he was on this expedition that Racky, uh, rescued these scientists, mm-hmm. and they were missing for like two weeks. So, you know, two weeks in Antarctica is a, is a long time. Yeah. You know, without supposedly without shelter or I I don't know what the circumstances were, but that very everybody was figuring that they were going to find them dead somewhere. You know, and all of a sudden they weren't, and they and they were. Their mission was to pick these people up, these scientists. And he said when they got them on the plane, they weren't talking. No. They weren't saying anything. And they, he said they were like scared shitless. They were freaked out. Yeah. And so I don't know what what happened. You what would they, be too. Where they went or what they did. But um, something happened to them that they weren't they didn't want to talk about. Well. Uh, so that, and this guy says that part of their... Um, Part of this this was considered a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. So they flew over this um, airspace mm-hmm. in Antarctica. That's supposedly a no-fly zone. Right, you can't fly over with. So yeah, under the threat of being you know shot down or whatever. Yeah, um, and and he said while they were flying over this, he saw this great big hole in the um, in the in the ice. Yeah. Um, and that's what Bosley talked about too. Remember, he was he talking talked about, about the hole, hole in the, in the ice. ice where there's mach- you can see machinery and things. Some weird stuff some going on there. Something on unusual. There. So, so this guy's, you know, I don't know. I mean, his credit. I mean, he didn't seem crazy. He seemed pretty, pretty lucid. You know, so. there, there's a reoccurring. She, th- she she does pretty thorough research. She doesn't just put stuff out. That's, yeah, she's 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 a pretty credible person. You know. She she cut her teeth doing documentaries, so she's she's, she's no idiot. She's yeah, no she's, fool. She goes with what she can, <clears throat> what she can sort of document. You and, know? and she's not following the money because the thing is, is that I mean, she's not taking work that just pays better because there's something about this. Whereas if you start talking about the paranormal, it's it's not really a money maker unless you hit the the jackpot and you could be yeah, somebody well, like Art Bell books, or something. Book sales and things like that. Yeah, uh, but she's. Uh, She's pretty fearless. I mean, she she goes where few dare to tread. Yeah, you know? angel where she or, or whatever she runs where angels fear to tread. But Something like that. One of the things that I have noticed in doing the research for this show and last week's show is that um, America American media will not touch this except yeah, for doesn't seem to second tier websites here in the United States. Right. Um, the uh, the ancient code website they publish stuff about this all the oh, time. Yeah, yeah. but the well, thing they, is, they, they just that's their that's their material. That's yeah, their, that's their bread and butter. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of second mm-hmm. or third tier websites mm-hmm. that actually go after this. Fox News published something um, on on uh, on the webs on their website on their news site about a Soviet expedition to Antarctica, and they had found the remains of um, a, a Nazi camp. That was that was 
that was doing, quote, meteorological, I can't even say it this today. They were doing weather experiments. Meteorological. Down, meteorological experiments down in Antarctica. And they found the remains of a lot of their trash and a lot of things that they had just like, they just <laughs> picked up and left for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I guess they had to hurry home to get their ass kicked by the Americans and the and the, and the British and the Russians. I thought you were going to say Roger Ailes was buried down there. That was the fox headline. Yeah. Frozen. Flash frozen. <laughs> Hopefully not to be revived in the future. Yeah. Well, you know, so, and, uh, so the, but other mainstream media outlets in other countries publish these things that somebody had found somebody, some, somebody comes back from Antarctica and will speak to foreign media companies, other media companies, in in other in other countries like australia the uk but not here in the united states and they will publish stories saying that they found such and such and these stories they all they're all similar mm. they all have a mm. ring of truth i i think that they have a ring of truth to them and then there's another news story people love talking about the pyramids that are being found in antarctica mm-hmm. have you seen mm-hmm. the pictures of them? i have I what have. do you think they look like pyramids. They look like, yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice too, and maybe it was just shadow, but I'm I'm hearkening back to the to the show that we did um, on pyramids a ways back, and one of the things that I discovered, which I didn't know, is that the sides of the pyramids are actually kind of concave. Yes. They're, they're not exactly flat. Right. And one of the pictures I noticed um, about the pyramids in in Antarctica is that it looks to be the same way. It looks like it's slightly mm-hmm. concave, which, mm-hmm. which, you know, I I mean, it could happen in nature, I guess, but it seems a little odd. And and also, there's more than one. There's a, <clears throat> the configuration is is very similar to the pyramids at Giza. Like Orion's belt and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody's really studied them close enough to... Well, to really make a definitive, I, I looked at I looked, of it, but, I, I, but they sure as hell look like some some of the pictures that we have featured on our show page. There's one of them that has the ridge line that is a little on the crooked side, and I'm kind of like looking at it. I'm I'm yeah. on the fence. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence. Yeah, it, it does give you pause. It, it, you it's I'm thinking about you know, and then of course there's a, yet another news story, and this has been sort of tackled by a lot of other like the strange. The strange dome that's been found in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's got some Russian connection, doesn't it? Yeah, and the th- and I mean, it's covering an opening, or yeah. partially covering an opening. But it's it, like it's made out of metal. But it looks a lot like the layout of Gobekli Tepe. Oh, it looks similar. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, some yeah. people claim that hey, it looks like Gobekli Tepe. Well, could be. It could be. Yeah. Um, apparently, Antarctica is one of the hardest hottest topics now among yeah alternative communities yes paranormal right which we would be one so um yeah i mean i think i think this is this is a show that is very worthy of at least one show anyway and and maybe a follow one up follow up one you know sometime in the near future um one of the one of the more interesting theories i think getting back to you Mm -hmm. were talking about a um, an ancient civilization there is the is the fact that perhaps what we know today as Antarctica was actually Atlantis at some point. That's another theory. That's another <clears throat> and, theory and out there. And the, the whole idea of the Earth's crust sort of shifting mm-hmm. at some point 
due to some mm-hmm. cataclysmic event or some you know, a lot of people refer to it as a pole shift mm-hmm. where, where what we consider the poles kind of shift right. from their current location to to where they end up How, however whatever they um whatever produces that effect um I, I, there's a lot of theories on that right um so so apparently what the thinking is is that atlantis was in the medit was in the not meditating the uh, the caribbean and when this pole shift occurred it, it shifted mm-hmm. south to to where it is what is now antarctica um and then eventually you know became covered with a with a very thick ice shelf which is what is there now yeah at least for now anyway um so that could be one possible accounting for you know a civilization it, it's hard to imagine that would have been an ancient civilization there with it being the current conditions that are there now well i mean here's the issue that i have with a lot of these theories about um antarctica and uh in and, and atlantis and you can thank your buddy graham hancock for this because I am more than halfway done with the the the, uh, the book that you gave me, Magician of the Gods, mm-hmm. and he spends a lot of time talking about, and we we were talking about this our, our chit chat before that we started the show. Um, there's a there's a lot of geological evidence out there that they choose to ignore as there being a cataclysm. There's something about the modern paradigm within the scientific community, including with a lot of geologists, even though the proof is there. Mm-hmm. That there's geological proof is there's there. Geological. He, he goes with that. Yeah. Graham Hancock goes with that. And, and the and the thing is, is that something horrible happened twelve thousand years ago, mm-hmm. ten thousand six hundred years before Christ, that had occurred, and it was it was just a cataclysm, mm-hmm. and there was evidence all over, especially here in North America, whereas is that there was there's evidence of there being massive massive floodings and and tidal waves going through. North America, especially between, you know, all the, the northern states here in the United States and obviously Canada, mm-hmm. where it's like some huge rushing water just blew through parts of um, uh, Wisconsin. And there's this one location called um, uh, Dry Falls, whereas it's like it looks like a fossilized version of Niagara Falls. Mm. Or all this water had just rushed, and then all of a sudden, you know, the water up and disappeared. And a lot receded. of people, yeah. yeah, the water receded, or there was just the water yeah. supply just dried up. And the mm-hmm. people said that, well, there was a glacier, and the glacier just suddenly let go. But the, a glacier does not account for that amount of for that amount of water in that short amount of time, because yeah. apparently it must have ha- it must have occurred according to the geological. And I, I mean, I only took one semester of geology. And I mean, I'm not an expert in geology, but according to the evidence that is there, it was a massive flood that had occurred over the course of three weeks. And then that was it. It was done. And a lot of people are linking um, a possibility that some kind of comet or some kind of astronomical body Mm -hmm. had hit somewhere in um, the North Pole. Is that the 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 younger? Is that the younger event? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He... He pretty Hancock pretty pretty much hangs his hat on that as being a, a massive event that happened. I don't blame him. Um, you know why why mainstream geology doesn't want to accept it? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, but, gee, uh, uh, oh, the well, way- it's the same old story we go through every time. Is that that? You yeah. Know, it, it it pushes their paradigm and they don't want to. It 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 changes what 
they are bringing forward as right. as truth. Uh, but it's their version of truth, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want that challenged. I guess it's that. same same thing we've talked about a zillion times. But uh, yeah, I mean, so that really changes the whole viewpoint, and that was a massive extermination of of a lot of almost all of the life. Yeah, you know, plant life, human or whatever animal life there was at that point, and and also uh, in the ocean. Whatever the oceans yeah. were severely affected. It by it, that. it devastated all <clears throat> almost all life here in <clears throat> North America and the North American continent. And right. what caused that? And it's um, so. How does he position? I don't, I'm I'm trying to think how he positions it. Um, we're trying to in you, Antarctica in that hole. Well, well, the thing is, is that one of the things that he wanted he is trying to point to is that you take you take that event and you look at all these other events with other cultures who around that time they aren't supposed to exist. There's evidence of like there's underground caves and people hiding out in underground, underground cities and stuff like that. Um, Especially. And he spent like, geez, maybe like two chapters on the underground cities of Turkey. And the thing is, is that what in, and and the tunnels are far older than they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. They're quickly, they approach maybe, maybe even older than 10,000 years, maybe. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that why is it that all these people went underground all around the same time? How come that, what's the story with Gobekli Tempe? Why did the people build this essentially a library or a time capsule? And as soon as they were done, they buried it. Yeah. And, and all of these things happen all at the same time. And, it, and if you go and you look at another book that I keep harping back on with, um, oh, geez, Lost Civilization Enigma by Philip Copens. Mm. And you read his book and his, his, his thesis, and he says, this is a possibility. He's not saying this actually happened, but, it, but what if Atlantis was not an actual place, one place in particular, but it was like NATO as we know of NATO today? Well, what like if world, it was, a sort of a world, and, and that's what Walter Bosley was yeah. saying, I think, basically, is that it was sort of a worldwide um, you know, complex all of, 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 of different cities and things that it wasn't just one place a conglomeration of <clears throat> all yeah, of I, all the cities I, are, I, you know, I, ring ringing around um um the atlantic ocean yeah i, I can see that I, yeah. I don't you know some of the shows we've talked about previously like the the civilization in the um in the grand canyon yeah that is supposedly there um maybe that was part of that whole thing you know maybe there's a worldwide network of you know connection yeah, and, and all of these sites were connected somehow, either ge- geophysically or in some in some way. They know? were. It was. It was sort of like um, a prehistoric version of NAFTA, as it mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. You know, the free trade agreement. Right. Instead of calling it NAFTA, right. they called it. An- so, you know, so we're gonna Atlantis. next week. We're gonna do a show from um, Stonehenge of the East. We we've yeah. got that lined up, and and that may or may not tie into that whole idea too and uh, there's no real way to know who yeah. actually built that but that but site. but to tie this in, constructed that site but to tie this in with antarctica and and the thing is is that we're talking we're looking for atlantis where could Ad- atlantis where did it go where did atlantis go mm-hmm. and 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 for my money the thing is is that it's like if this was an advanced civilization if this was something that was comparable or even more to the united states of today and they had the ability to do things that 
we still haven't been able to figure out how how they were able to do this. It's quite possible if the Nazis had a a weather base down there. Oh, if I, they were, I think if, they had more than a weather base down there. Right, but I mean the thing mm-hmm. is, is like if you think about like of all the people in all the world, people have had have go, have gone to Antarctica, and have set up little research centers. Hey, listen, we have one now. Who's to say that advanced civilization that was wiped out? tens of thousands of years ago didn't also have some kind of research base in in the in, in the ice or on the ice in in, in, in antarctica well it would be interesting to go back and compare now now the land mass that's under the ice shelf is, yes is, is about the size of two continental united states okay that's 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 the you know that's the square mileage i guess or right whatever is comparable to that um, it would be interesting to go back and, and look at Plato's account and see if he gave any indication of what the size was. I don't know. It would be kind of hard to compare it in his terms, probably, with, yeah. with current terms. But um, that might be an interesting thing to look at, you know, what, what his description of it and how it compared. So, so you know, the, the, the real thinking on Atlantis or the current thinking by some people or a lot of people is that it sank. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it actually didn't sink maybe it was just inundated with water and actually if there was indeed a pole shift the whole the whole earth just kind of shifted or the whole earth's surface just Mm -hmm. kind of shifted around and and that's where it ended up and maybe that accounts for the for the civilization that's there don't know it's hard to it's hard to excavate things there because you're talking about what two three miles of of ice that you have to get Mm -hmm. so that you know that's i know they've drilled down with core you know to get a core and things like that but um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that you could actually i don't know how you would actually excavate that you know that's well you know, with the conditions that are there one of the great know. things about global warming is that it's doing well, it for us <laughs> maybe the only great thing I don't know. I don't know if you can call that great um yeah i don't know it's it's interesting though but um who knows i guess we'll one of these days we'll find out sooner we'll, sooner i'd rather like to than know later. more about that that um, scientific team that supposedly discovered it. How come all the evidence of those people have disappeared? Because the thing is, one or two things is true. It's either a make-believe story and Science Mag was hoodwinked into publish a bogus story. That seems kind of, I don't know, that seems kind of unlikely, but um, I mean, it could happen, you know, definitely, but. Or somebody has taken weird. Or somebody has taken great pains to erase these people who allegedly went and found these relics or whatnot in antarctica one of them has to be true well yeah i mean it's either it's either made up or it isn't you know one one of the two i don't know what to tell you i mean it's in a it's in a relatively legitimate uh, science journal so you'd think they would have vetted that somehow you know before they put it in there but it gets back when they put stuff in there that puts their reputation on the line for credibility yeah but well this gets back to what i had said earlier about this issue where a lot of anonymous sources are coming forward to other media outlets outside the united states saying Mm -hmm. this is what i had found right and the thing is is that uh, let's let's say that that you and i were explorers and the thing is is that why why would we go to the daily mail in the united kingdom and say hey we saw the we saw these strange things in in antarctica Mm. Why just make that up and remain anonymous? Why would you do that? Why would these anonymous people who do not want to be named are going forth 
to these other outlets in other countries mm. and saying this is what i found yeah you can don't publish my name you could understand if they were trying to capitalize on it through you know if they had a book about it and they were trying to publicize the book or something well if you wanted to capitalize if they're anonymous it, they're not yeah they're not getting anything out of if it. you wanted to capitalize it wouldn't you give your name well that's what i'm saying yeah that's, that's my point there you know why why would you do something anonymously that you didn't believe in if you were just unless you were just crazy you know that, that right that's even and if you're crazy you probably wouldn't hide your name so you know. but the thing is is that it, it, what, why, why would you just repeat a story similar to what other anonymous people have said what's what's in it for you yeah i don't know there is nothing apparently i mean just it's just they want to get the story out i guess is what it comes yeah to so um let's let's move toward the main I guess the main part of the show about what's what's going on in Antarctica and what has gone on. In you wanted Antarctica. to talk about Admiral Byrd, and, and, and I, I do. Yeah, I want to talk about that whole thing. And and oddly enough, and this this is a premise that I've I've sort of been thinking about for a while is that for for some reason the year nineteen forty seven seems like like a turning a lot point, of weird things turning happen point in, in Ameri American history. We probably ought to do a show about nineteen forty seven um, about. All, all the strange occurrences, starting with Roswell. Well, not even starting with Roswell. Roswell was one Roswell of, one was of in things. June. There were a lot of things weird it was happening. Actually July, but July. That's yeah, a nitpick. nitpick. Um, but one of the things that occurred in in 1947 is that Admiral Byrd, who who was a, a you know pretty legitimate, um, he was a real deal admiral. He was not a cook in the navy. You know, he was no, he wasn't just he didn't just award himself the title of Admiral Byrd. He was right. an actual admiral. He he was given um, uh, a naval group mm -hmm. to take down to Antarctica with the cover page saying that it was for to, to do some research to, right. to set up a study of Antarctica, um, which I think is is probably not true. Um, it's a great cover story. Walt. It is. It is a good cover story. And now now he was supposed to. Uh, he had he had an aircraft carrier. <laughs> he had a couple battleships. Mm -hmm. He had tankers mm -hmm. to refuel. Um, he had a submarine. You know, so that seems like a kind of a curious team. I would understand to, if they sent one battleship. If they sent one battleship or one carrier, but but even that for what purpose? If they were just going down there to try and investigate the scientific, but a battle group of ships? I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, when you think about that, really? why would you need all that? Art artillery and you know. anyway so so he could now he was supposed to be down there eight months i just do want to interject here really quickly yeah. what what were they expecting to find down there with a the battle group that big well that's the whole thing that's, yeah. that's the question right here that's the million dollar question mm -hmm. what, why were they heading down there with all this you know, all this, this hardware all this firepower yeah you know uh, so he was supposed to be down there eight months and he ended up uh, being down there eight weeks you know, so his his trip was severely shortened, um, and supposedly he he had a confrontation with with some kind of um, military operation left over from the from the Nazis. Yeah. Or as as Walter Bosley said in the last show, he he thinks it might have been not actually the Nazis, but Nimza, mm -hmm. who was the group that actually was the progenitor of the Nazis. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Maybe not call them the Nazis, but it's still the same group St of people. Strange, strange flying machines from Antarctica allegedly attacked 
Admiral Byrd's right. flying flotilla. saucer, flying saucer type craft. Yes, and and I guess Admiral Byrd said, <laughs> "I'm a little outmatched. I think I'm going to turn around and go back." He had an entire battle group. He had he an entire. He had an entire fleet, and he had an aircraft carrier with right. however airplanes that he... Now, one of the th- most famous things that he did is that he flew over the South Pole. He was one of the... He himself was one of the first people to fly over the South Pole. And a couple of weeks later, he's like, we're out of here. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of cover stories that I think that ring true, that they're you know, unprepared for the cold or whatever. But, I mean, no, seriously, really? I mean... Like, they didn't know it was going to be cold. They didn't know it was going to be cold? Really? Come on. That's just absurd. That's that's like a weather balloon explanation, you know. I don't buy it. <clears throat> I, I don't buy it either. Something happened down there. Now, now this whole case is, is still classified. You can't, you can't read what... Yeah. What the, you know, what the... He, I'm sure he did a report on it and all that stuff. Now, yeah. now supposedly he stopped um, in again. I think in Argentina, no, Chile. I'm sorry. Yeah. And 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 had a press conference of some kind and said that he had witnessed craft that were able to fly from the South Pole to the North Pole in, in minutes. Yeah. And and I kind of anti gravity kind of craft. So I don't know why he would say that if he didn't, unless it you know, actually I don't think happened. He was actually insane. Um. So it remains a mystery as to what really happened on, yeah. the, on that ill-fated expedition. I bet, and I bet somebody slapped his pee-pee when he got back home. Well, I don't know, but um, another interesting, <laughs> another interesting thing is that Admiral For- Forrestal, mm-hmm. who who goes back to um, our friends, um, Majestic Twelve. Yeah, as part of Operation Paperclip. Right, and and also the Roswell mm-hmm. incident um, was the only guy in the military that was openly talking about this. And guess what happened to him? Um, he com- he committed suicide by being shot in the back of the head twice and thrown out. <laughs> I don't know if he was shot, but no. um, he he was committed to a mental hospital. They tried to make him look like he was crazy. And and oddly enough, they left the window open and he stumbled and went out the window. So yeah, somehow it's like he climbed to the top of a tower and he jumped out. And uh, some people say that he was pushed, whatever. Right. Well. Well, Whatever you, you you fill in the blank. Whatever it is, but it just seems odd that he was the only guy talking about this, and he mis- mysteriously he, was silenced. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, here's, so the, the long, long and short of it is, we really don't know. Well, somebody knows what actually happened. Well, I'm saying we as a as a general public does not really know what happened down there. Not what, a conjecture, but well, I mean the thing. I, I mean, uh, if you do, if you do your research, other people, other people have done the search for me. Um, other people have actually gone and and looked on WikiLeaks, and there's a there's a whole bunch of stories on on Admiral Byrd and his encounters with quote UFOs. Now, UFOs does not automatically mean alien. I mean, they're alien no, in the no. sense that we don't know what they are. They're alien they're, to us. We don't know if they're extraterrestrials <clears throat> or an advanced civilization that has is hiding out the, out there. We which don't is know what Bosley is saying. There's a breakaway civilization. Exactly. Could be. And the and um, but there's a why is it classified? I mean, if it was just it, listen, if they went down to Antarctica, and they were supposed to spend eight months there, and they only spent eight weeks, and they left in a hurry. And the reason why they left in a hurry, listen, if it was just the fact that they were ill-prepared, just say they were ill-prepared. Why classify 
so much of the trip. If it's just to Antarctica to take photographs right. of the South Pole and seems penguins curious. and polar bears, seems it curious. seems, yeah. I have another word for it. I don't think there's polar bears there, by the way. In Antarctica? Aren't they in, they're in, they're in the North. Ar- they're, in the Ar- Ar- they're in the Arctic, yes. There are penguins. Uh. I know. I know. Yeah, I just think it sounds funny to say taking pictures. Like, I mean, oh, okay. You know, I just thought it would be funny. All right. But you're right. There are no polar bears in Antarctica. Just a little point of clarity. That's all. Exactly. But I mean, it just seems to me as if like, (laughs) what what's all the secret? You know. Yeah. I mean, if there's nothing to hide, then why hide it? You know, that's my premise. But obviously, there's something that they don't want us in quotes to know. Like, but but the, the the whole point of that i think is that i i think there's something down there that the nazis knew about somehow you know, they were sending they also ex- left expeditions down there from 1939 on i think or maybe even earlier so they knew of something that was going on down there that, or that was happening down there or you know Perhaps, uh, apparently, they were sending U-boats down there yeah, pretty regularly with um, supplies and probably treasure and who knows what. You we, know, they, I were, mean, they, were, they were building or, and, and supposedly they were building bases down there. We know. A base anyway. I think at least two anyway. That we know for a fact that the Nazis had some expeditions down to Antarctica. We know that for a fact. That's, that's it's pretty, been pretty proven. It's yeah. it's it's a proven fact. Mm-hmm. And what, what they actually found and what they actually did is a little in, more in the realm of not so sure. But exactly. And and the thing is, is that what else was going on in Operation High Jump? You know, what was? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a name for it, Operation High Jump, where it was just a trip to Antarctica. I mean, it, I mean, everything that they do, do they? Is it like Operation something or other? Seems to be. Yeah. So, I don't know. It it just seems a little too clandestine to me. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Why why is it? Um, I mean, it's not even anything that's widely known. I mean, I didn't never had never heard of it. Had you before we started? No. Broaching these kind of topics. No. I to me it was not something. Certainly not that was in the history books. Yeah. You know, and, and Admiral Byrd was a well a pretty famous guy. You know. Yeah. He was no. Like I said, he wasn't I mean, a kook. Heard of him pretty much. They just yeah. didn't know about this expedition that he, ill-fated expedition that he apparently yeah. took down there. And when apparently, apparently, people have been leaking the classified documents from Antarctica and his from Operation mm-hmm. High Jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I imagine somebody probably got to him and said, "Don't talk about it." Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that once he gave that press conference, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, I'm sure that they put the uh, Gestapo spank on him, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, you better stop talking right. or." You, you, can, you can learn to fly along with uh, Forrestal. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how your wings come out. <laughs> you want to um, talk about anti-gravity? Let's talk about right, anti-gravity. See what you can do, yeah. Uh, for, it didn't work out that well for Forrestal. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not afraid of falling. I'm he's of he's another stop. guy that I'm, I'm extremely interested in. I Forrestal? Think he's got a bigger piece in, in this whole puzzle than people know. You know I mean, he has, a, he has a carrier named after him. Uh, an aircraft carrier. Yeah, for a guy who committed suicide, they have a carrier named after yeah, some guy yeah, who committed he's still suicide. Considered American hero, apparently. So. I'm telling you, hard to imagine. Yeah, but so you know, we don't really know what went on down there. But um, I guess I guess we do know that the Nazis were were doing something down there. Yeah, and, and they apparently saw that as 
as they're out. At some point during the war between 1939 and 45, they kind of figured things things were not going well. Yeah, yeah. They, they were going to need a place to get away to. And why they picked Antarctica, the, you know, is is up for grabs, I guess. But it's it's got to have some reason. They they didn't they did very few things without. I think uh, if you had some kind of logic to it, if some logical guys. If my you know, wife said, "Hey, listen, let's go on a vacation. You could go to vacation anywhere in the world. Where would you want to go?" I don't think the I don't even think Antarctica would come to mind. I mean, why would you go to Antarctica other than the fact that it's probably one of the hardest places to get to, and once you get there. Who's going to want to chase you to Antarctica? I mean, it is literally, it's like in the dark for half the year, for six well, months true, out but, of the year. But if they're, you know, if they're underground, then who knows what, what that's there like. It could be geothermic. You know, yeah, I mean, it could be whatever. like a Shangri-La down there, you know? I it mean, could be. Um, who knows? There's a, there's a lot of thinking that that's what, um, that's that's the location of, uh is it Shambhala? Shambhala? Shambhala. Shambhala. Yeah. Yeah. Which some religions have, have taken as like a, you know, a Garden of Eden kind of yeah. place. Who knows? I don't know. A lot uh, of... But there's some kind of an opening there, apparently, where you can go in and through the water and yeah. get into, not not by land necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's some kind... Of, we've talked on previous shows about portals. Maybe Could it's be some kind of a portal, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Some, some there's some talk about. Um, I read some things about um, it being a, a dimensional portal where where beings come come through, you know. In yeah. Some, in some way. I think that one of the things we extra, want to extra dimensional entities. I think one of the things that we want to do right now is that this is a perfect time to take a quick break, refuel on coffee and whatever, mm-hmm. and then we have to talk about Barack Obama and John Kerry. I'm going to put some ice in my drink. Just, just in keeping with the show. Oh, yeah, oh, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I think that we really do need to talk about some other clandestine trips down to Antarctica. Yeah, including... there's, a, there's another whole line of thinking about it. Exactly. So we can get to that. Now, we've sort of covered a little bit of the history of it. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Al Landrin is pioneering a brand new frontier of fandom and collecting, set decoration reproductions. Landrin Artifacts is the premier location to purchase wall reliefs that are inspired from the temple cave carving seen in Raiders of the Lost Ark. His work also includes pedestals and stands for prop replicas. Al Landrin has several prints of his phenomenal artwork that's reminiscent of early H.R. Geiger's designs and traditional gothic horror images. When you see these products for the first time, you'll realize it's something you've always wanted, but can never express into words. Check out Landrin Artifacts, but be warned, after getting one, you'll have to have them all. Check out his webpage, LandrinArtifacts.com, or follow the link on our main page, TheFedoraChronicles.com. So during the break, during the break, Walt and I were talking about spicy foods and how I love spicy foods, and he does. I didn't know that about you, Walt. I I thought for some reason I thought that I, you were a connoisseur of all sorts no, of. No, absolutely not. The thing is, one I, of the, th- I, the only thing I like is the Spice Girls. Exactly. I'm kidding. Ridiculous. Right. He, you 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 have a autographed photograph of Jerry Hollowell. I was looking here. at Eric's 
CD collector. All of their CDs. <laughs> no. Because, Signed, which means they went to the shows. No, because the thing is, is if you did go through my CD collection, you'd say, Eric, you got a thing for Yo-Yo Ma. Do you want to talk no, about I was it? I saying that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Yo-Yo Ma. He's good. I'm, he's no, a, nothing he, against him, but I don't want to talk about him. You don't? No. He's a great cellist. I, he is. I he's, he's, he is one of the best. There's always And there's always room for cello. There's always... <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby. I need Bill Cosby. Stop now, me. Stop me now. Now before... You stop me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, one of the things that we wanted to do here on the metaphysical connection here is that we wanted to... Once in a while, we, we, we want to salute some of our members on the uh on on the uh, on the on the forum you just go to facebook.com slash groups slash the metaphysical connection and we have a whole bunch of people who do a really great job contributing and sending us show topics and so i came up with this idea of of um uh um uh member of the week and uh this week's member of the week goes to um Hawkland L Bear who has been on the on the forum for I think less than a month now and he must have he puts up a new topic for us to talk about once or twice a day and um he's also really big into crystal skulls and he has suggested that we do a show on the crystal skulls I'm I'm totally on board with that I think we should yeah. by all means That's a very interesting topic I think Yeah so that's that's uh that's our so let's, let's save that for when jim comes back he's he's got he's got a lot of things to talk skull. about yeah. he's got a lot of things to talk about but i think jim actually has a crystal skull yeah Absolutely. yeah i think i think he does a replica of it or did he no no i mean his skull is actually crystal <laughs> <laughs> do coins he gets these weird messages all the time. do coins fly across the room and hit him in the head oh and, yeah yeah all the time all right so anyway um, uh, yeah, so Hawk and Elbear is our, is our, our, uh, metaphysical connection, Facebook group member of the week. So keep and, up. And we salute him. And thank you for all the great topics that you, you post on our forum and, um, and encourage everybody join us on the forum because we have a great time. We talk about all sorts of strange things and, and future show topics. And you never know when you might be the next member of the week. Right. So anyway, Could be you. So meanwhile, so meanwhile, when, back in Antarctica, when we last left, Walt and Eric, Eric was saying, "Oh, geez, Walt, it's so cold. I, I need a jacket. I shouldn't wish you to brought more than just a sweater." So, so um, one of the things I just want to ask before we get back into the topic: Why is it that there are so many people out there who? are in a huge hurry to debunk things that I know is true. There are plenty of news stories of the Nazis going and just having temporary camps in Antarctica. Why would somebody take the time to debunk a known fact? It's a known fact. Nazis had expeditions no matter how brief they didn't have a permanent base that we know of yet we've not been able to prove that they had a permanent base but we know for a fact that they went out went down there and they did mm -hmm. some sniffing around why debunk that i don't know i i don't have an answer for that i why do people debunk anything they that's how they get their juice that's how they you know they they get <clears throat> they get jumped up from that i don't know why 
I don't get it. I mm. I don't get it. So it's like they want to, they they enjoy raining on people's parade. And and again, you know, our, our whole point here is to to put this stuff out there. This is not stuff that we've made up. No, this is all stuff that's out there that we're sort of bringing together and putting a focus to, in some sense, putting it through our our distorted lens. But um, yeah, and and there's people who like to just whatever somebody says, they like to you know they're they're like naysayers. You know, they just. They just want to go go the opposite. You say black, they say white. There's there's people out there. are people like who are just like that. That's how they get their, that's how they get their juice. Yeah. Don't ask me. What why. was the what, what what did you call people like those energy vampires? Yeah, they they suck energy out of other people's whatever endeavors. What what, what what were those beings from another dimension that likes to suck oh, the archons. lotion? Archons. archons. Yeah. And I think a lot of them are putting. Um, you know, they're they're sort of dif- disinformation people too. You know, that are that are trying to put a, a negative spin on these things to diminish the people that are. You know, like I was I was listening to David Wilcock talking about um, talking about Antarctica and 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 different things, some things that he's brought forward with Corey Good, and he says he gets so much hate mail from people that. Um, you know, lesser people with lesser ego would probably yeah. be jumping off the roof over some of the some of the things that are said to him about his his theories and stuff. And and you know, okay, if you don't agree with the guy, fine. Don't don't listen right, to him or don't right. read his stuff or whatever. You know, um, don't don't you know demonize him and make him into some kind of a you know. There's people call him a buffoon and and all kinds of negative stuff like that. You know, and if you don't agree with him, you don't like what he's saying, don't. Don't listen to them. You know that's all. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple to me. I might be wrong, but it, I'm. I may be attributing this quote to the wrong person. But allegedly, mm-hmm. Winston Churchill said, "You know you're on target when you're taking flack." Well, that's and that's probably true. That's probably probably pretty true. Right. Uh, but you know, I don't know why people do that. That's it's just what they do. It's 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 a sign of an unevolved person. I I think. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you have to get your energy from diminishing somebody else, um, and I've talked about when I took when I worked with kids, I used to talk to them about that in terms of bullying. If you're if you're getting energy from diminishing somebody else, you're diminishing yourself. Really, is what you're doing because you're saying that you need that to to make yourself feel better. Yeah, you know, and that's I think in some ways I think that's what these people are. They're they're kind of they're intellectual inter- inter- internet bullies, intellectual mm. bullies. I wouldn't even give them that much. I wouldn't even give them. No, they're bullying. I wouldn't even give them the intellect part of it. Well, no, they're bullying intellectual people like us. Yeah. Well, okay. That's well, what intellect. Well, bullying of intellectuals. Okay. They, okay. They're, they're not. Yeah. Intellectual. yeah. There you go. There you go. But again, I'm not. You know, if that's what they enjoy, knock yourself out. I'm not okay. Going to diminish them over. You know, it's whatever you need to get through the through the night. As okay. John Lennon said. So here we go with um, paranormal jeopardy. Here the topics are. Bar, um, Bar, I think Bariloche. Bariloche is the way I would Bar- say. It. We have Bariloche, Argentina. My, my limited um, Spanish vocabulary. Okay. John Kerry, Barack Obama, Daily Double, or Buzz Aldrin. Which one do you want to go with here in talking um, about? I'll go with Buzz Aldrin for $20. <laughs> so there's a weird story that came out about when Buzz Aldrin was... And the, and the answer is... 
<laughs> Buzz Aldrin got sick in, in Antarctica. <laughs> and, and, and why did he get sick? And there was a, there was a news story, and I, I can't collaborate whether or not this is true or not, but apparently, allegedly, he was shown some, some machines or something like that that are hiding, that were uncovered in Antarctica, and apparently he, he got... I mean, I don't believe that Buzz Aldrin would have gotten motion sickness, but apparently that with high altitude and his altitude age, sickness, yeah. altitude that, sickness. Now that comes that comes from uh, Corey. Uh, the answer is who is Corey Good? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, or the question is who is yeah. Corey Good? Uh, so Corey Good is a whistleblower that that is in conjunction with David Wilcock, who we were just right. talking about, has some some pretty out there theories about Antarctica, and, and yeah. one of the things he's saying is that yes, Buzz Aldrin. Did go to Antarctica, and the reason why he got sick had really nothing to do with his heart or his blood pressure or whatever the, the mainline story was. It was because he was taken up in a craft, an uh, anti-gravitational craft, mm-hmm. and shown how that operated. And um, because of the altitude, he got altitude sickness. That's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is possible. I mean, Altitude like he- sickness happens when you get to a, to a, a level where the oxygen is, is not as... Exactly. Um, intense or not as concentrated not, not as not as thick your, it affects your body system you're reaching pretty thin people air. get it when they climb mountains like mount everest right. and things like that right uh, so i don't know it <laughs> makes sense to me yeah it it really does so but there are like we had said earlier there are a lot of strange visitors to antarctica and one of the most recent strangest of all visitors to antarctica was former Secretary of State, and he was Secretary of State when he went on this trip, John Kerry. And Skull and Bones member, I might add. Mr. Skull and Bones himself. Mm -hmm. On Election Day. Him and the Bush boys. On Election Day. Right. The Secretary of State of the United States was taking a trip. It was odd that he went down there, number one, and and odd that the timing of it was odd. Could you... Could you have picked a worse time as the Secretary of State to go to Antarctica? Why? Why did he do that? You know, what's the deal? Because he wanted a he wanted a he wanted to witness global warming firsthand, and he, and, and and I guess he wanted. That's what to, he said, and that's what they said. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what? is that one of the things that you and I just did during the break was that you can actually you can actually pay a charter trip to go to Antarctica to see what's going on there. John Kerry is not broke. John Kerry is yeah, not... I'm sure the government paid for it. You, don't he, think, you think he paid for it? If he wanted to see firsthand what was going on, mm-hmm. first of all, if it, it was for his own personal edification. He, well, could, he could have maybe, easily... Maybe, maybe not. John Kerry could have easily have avoided a lot of strife by going down there, paying the trip himself, and taking his wife Teresa with him. Yeah, I'm not sure that he didn't. It wasn't on the United States' dime, but you're sure. I, 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 you, I don't know. I have to look into. Are, that, are you saying that it was or wasn't no, on? I'm our saying dime. it probably was. You know. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I don't see him financing that. But you know, he's certainly not hurting for money, so he, he realistically could have. But what? Why would he do? Why you know? Why did he do that at that? Why time? did he have to go? That week to go to Antarctica. I don't know. The optics of that mm-hmm. looks really bad. Well, you know, another point is that um, if you and I wanted to go to Antarctica, we could. We well, you'd have to get permission. You have to get special permission. It's like cordoned off. 
Right. You can't just go there. You can't just rent a, you know, a, ca- a big cabin cruiser and no, cru- they ha- cruise down there. They have crews, but they take you to select areas. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you can't just go there without some kind of permission. You have to get permission of some kind. There's a treaty. There was a treaty passed yeah. by multiple nations that they wouldn't put because the Russians tried to claim Antarctica at some point. <laughs> no, hard, hard to imagine. But um, and and as a result of that, they they made this treaty so that nobody could actually own Antarctica. Right. And as a result of that treaty, you have to get permission. You have to have some kind of scientific intention, where you have to at least present that as your reason for going, which is probably what Kerry did. Now, as a Secretary of State, I think he'd have a little more, a little more clout in that area, don't you? Oh yeah, of course. Um, than just you and I. But because. just to go and witness firsthand what's going mm-hmm. on with the global warming, the Secretary of State need to go and and view global warming, climate change in Antarctica himself. He was not going to be this. He was not going to be the Secretary of State for more than, not even two months. Well, he didn't know that. At the point, at that point, he could have. I mean, if, if, Do you, Clinton, if Clinton had one, she might have really re- really upped him. You think so? Who knows? I don't know. Doesn't okay. matter. That's irrelevant. But um, he, uh, you know, uh, this this whole thing about Antarctica is there's another whole strand to it. Yes, um, and, and this is what Corey Gooden and Wilcock are saying is that this is all part of the secret space program down there. This is okay. kind of the base. Okay, and and that um, there's a group of elite. That are, that are putting all of their resources into that, or some yep. of their resources anyway. They don't ever put all their resources into anything. They always keep a little bit on the side yeah. so they have a little cushion. Um, <clears throat> but, but they're saying that the elite have this base down there that's tied in with the secret space program. Mm-hmm. And may or, I, I guess is connected to the, to the uh, NIMSA group, because I think NIMSA is really sort of the progenitor of the elite, yeah, or, or at least one of the branches of it, which is kind of interesting because Kerry is, I think, connected to that group as well. I mean, he was in the Skull and Bones. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's certainly, um, I think he's in the Council on Foreign Affairs, maybe. I'm yeah. not sure about that, but he's in, in, those, he's in that. He's in a group. lot of weird sneaky peak right. groups. He is. He is. And uh, so to me, that's probably more of a reason why he's not doing himself any favors in trying to quell a lot of the strange conspiracy theories surrounding him, the skull and bones and his buddy, George Bush probably doesn't care. Yeah, I think Um, I I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, is that and there's so many other news stories about other clandestine trips to Antarctica that is really sort of strange and mm -hmm, odd. mm -hmm. And um so getting back to Bariloche, I was just about to mention. Okay, that. go ahead, go for it. Well, the thing is, is that, you. so um, our our good friend um, uh, Walter Bosley was talking about um, Bariloche, Argentina, as being a possible location for where um, is that where he was talking about? Where, where, yeah, where the big ranch where Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, Sundance Kid went, where, to? where a lot of Nazis ran away to after, the end, of, yeah, after yeah. the end of World War mm-hmm. II. And there's some strange things going on there. And I, I think that is, we're, we're throwing it in there because of its proximity to Antarctica. And it seems to be one of the places where people go before they head down yeah, to like a, Antarctica. Like stop off. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, that we had, um, 
a news story back in March twenty uh, fourth, two thousand sixteen. Um, Barack Obama, Obama dances his tango in Argentina, comes under criticism. So there's. Did he have the rose in his mouth? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Who 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 has the rose in their mouth when they're doing the tango? Is it the man or the woman? I think it's the man. Or I think I don't know. Yeah, I seem to remember on the Adams family. Didn't didn't he have the rose or when I they did the tango? Right. Remember I think that? maybe you're right. Yeah, but maybe that was a kind of a flip on the. See, that's one of the things that people, this is that this is one of the reasons why people love the show so much is because Walt can squeeze in the Adams family <laughs> tango <laughs> and, and Barack and the, Obama, and the Obama all in one thought. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, is actually you you do a look up for Barolos Argentina, and first thing that comes up, <laughs> and the first thing that comes up is his secret Nazi base. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> and then American politicians look no further. <laughs> so you know you got to you kind of have to. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, I almost coughed up my esophagus. Oh, that wouldn't have been good. Uh, you have to kind of scratch your head, don't you, and say, how's that possible? <laughs> How does Obama end up in a place where when you, when you Google the name, Nazi base comes up? <laughs> how's that happen? Is that, can that be a coincidence? In all the places in South America that he could go... <laughs> You know, you know, go to Rio or something, you know, go, 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 go do some carnival or something, you know, why, why are you going down there? You know, I mean, <laughs> take, really. a, take a boat cruise down the how Amazon. You, but how, the do, how is, do you connect with that? Go do some ayahuasca or something, you know, but, but wow, that's amazing. <laughs> this, now, now, also, when you, when, when you factor in the fact that supposedly, um, and I think this is documented. This this comes from Michael Salas' website, who's a, who's a really cool guy. Our listeners should check him out. Yes. I, I put a lot of stock in his. He's an Australian researcher. Yeah, uh, he's got a he's got a website, Exopolitics. Yeah, you can check that. He's got a lot of very cool stuff. On yeah, it, in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, uh, but but he talks about in February 1960, um, our our friend Dwight Eisenhower went down to Bariloche. I'm shocked, shocked to find I know, out. Isn't that, that hard to believe? And and actually negotiated a thing called the Joint Declaration of Bariloche with the Argentina Argentinian president at that time, um, and and the surface um, reasoning for it was that it was to promote peace and agreement in the Americas. Yeah. Um, out of all sort of the like a sort of like a new age Monroe doctrine, I guess, or something, you know. Out of all the places to have, I mean, it, nobody. I mean, I don't think that back in Eisenhower's time, anybody was talking about weird Nazi conspiracy theories from Bariloche because, no, but probably not. But not unless people that were like like Art Bell or somebody, maybe right. Known about that? I don't know, but I don't <clears> think a lot of people knew about. No, that, it was but, com- isn't it not common knowledge now. Really, I don't think. Oh man! I mean, it is in our sort of in in, in our group in the metaphysical in the paranormal metaphysical realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, getting back to Corey Good, his um, assessment of the whole thing is that the real topic that they talked about, the negotiation that went on, was to um, make a deal with the between the. Um, the American 
deep state, I guess you would say. The deep state. Not, not the American government per se. No, the deep state, right. meaning the and, people. And to connect the, the U.S. military industrial complex, which, which Eisenhower eventually warned about right. on his way out of office, which is why he did that, I'm not sure, but, um, and, and put that under control of the, of the Fourth Reich. That's what the actuality. I don't doubt it. That's what the premise of the meeting really was. So, who knows? There you go. That's pretty interesting. I don't. I think Eisenhower's got a whole level of. I mean, it's like an iceberg. You know? Yeah. I mean, you see the tip of Eisenhower and of what we know about him, in terms of being a World War II hero and the president that was. Yeah, he he, he was kind of. I wouldn't say inconsequential as a president, but he he was not one of the more. Um, renowned presidents i don't think I don't he, know he about did an that. okay job i think he did a pretty good job but uh, i mean if, certainly not in the league of it, kennedy or something well or no Lincoln i mean i mean like stop that. for a second i mean this, if mm. there would no there would not be a nasa if it wasn't for eisenhower well okay i'm, I'm not saying he didn't do it i'm not <clears> saying he was like a um Millard Fillmore or something, but but a lot of people are not going to be like demanding and clamoring to have. Yeah, I think his... people know him more as a as a World War II general and hero. And stuff when you like think that. of Eisenhower, what do you think? Mm, I think of how could he have married Mamie? I don't know. Yeah, she was a pretty homely lady, but I think he had he might have had some might have had some girls on the side. I don't know. I'm anyway, tr- that's another whole level of Eisenhower <laughs> that we probably don't want to get to. But. <laughs> I, I really do not want to. I you don't do, want to go there? I well, do, we need to do a show on Eisenhower. That's what it comes I, down I, to. I really do not want to be thinking about Eisenhower. Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, me. How I love you. <laughs> just, okay. I, I, okay, Eric, we're getting too silly now. I, 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 don't, want, I, I, I don't want to think about Eisenhower. <laughs> Pump and grunts. Okay, we're getting too silly. With, come back uh, here come back here come back so anyway, let's get back on, on eisenhower's and, and he had that clandestine clandestine meeting in in uh palm springs or somewhere didn't he yeah that you know we, we need to do a show about him and we need to just do a just share a laundry list of all the strange things that that eisenhower was a part of yeah yeah, and and try to get his his is his, his granddaughter or great granddaughter. We should get somebody in I'd on like the show. I'd like to get her. She's she seems pretty out there too. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, which we remind, we're getting off topic now. Hey, don't let me forget. We need to also talk about John Podesta as well. It is before we close up the show. Okay. So anyway, just getting back to Corey Good's line of thinking, and and this is also again coming from Michael Salo's website, is that this alliance that was struck up. Yeah. Apparently, um, was the emergence of what was called the interplanetary interplanetary corporate conglomerate, the ICC, which is part of the secret space program. That's how right. the secret space program really got got really rolling. Um, when they, you know, obviously they they got some technology from that. And that whole thing, which which evolved into the space, secret space program, which we really have very little knowledge. We have about. no idea what's going but on. With supposedly, that. from according to Good, that's one of their bases. That's where a lot of the ships come and go from. I want to interject something here really quick. When we talk about the secret space program, I know mm. that there are some people who may be rolling their eyes when they hear that. But the thing is, is that the Air Force... None of our listeners. None of our listeners. Not especially if they listen to our show. But the thing is, is that when some people hear the phrase secret space program and they think there's no such thing as a secret space program, the Air Force has its own secret space shuttle, unmanned, that we know of, space shuttle. 
and it's been going up into space and it's been spending prolonged periods of time up in space doing what exactly? Why are they sending an unmanned space shuttle into There's space? There's a lot of different conjecture about that. Why? Well, some some feel that it's a it's a it's a defense mechanism to to defend the planet from interplan- interplanetary uh, invaders and things like that. Another line of thought is that it's a expeditionary force that's uh, the, like sort of the pregenitor of what would have what the Star Wars or uh, not the Star Wars the uh, Star Trek turned into um, you lost me there well it's it's the beginning stages of of what would become a federation of planets yeah yeah and and what you know what what star trek <clears throat> the, the concept of star trek would have evolved from okay is that uh, are, you, are you with me or not no i am I, okay. and but the thing is is that it was like we, I mean, it has to start somewhere we didn't just start with the enterprise you know it had to it had to it had to it had to <laughs> had to evolve from something. Right, okay, <laughs> but I mean that's somebody's. They, 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 they didn't go from, um, you know, lunar, lunar lunar modules to the Enterprise. You mean you know, there had say, to be the, some in between. You mean that they're what they're saying is is that the the, the secret Air Force space shuttle mm-hmm. is the is the next stage of our of the ev- evolution of space of well, spacecraft. It's the next. Yeah, it's the next okay, step. Okay. But the thing is, is that how can you look at something like that and say that there's not a secret space program? It's that's proof positive that, that there well, is you, a space program. There is a secret well, space program. Well, you would program. think that. You would think that, but there's no real, <clears throat> no real hard evidence for it. I mean, um, but you that, know, get, getting back to um, this whole concept of Bariloche, um, just for a minute, the, the logical extension of that is that the reason why Obama went there other than to dance the tango, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, was to finalize the deal between the ICC yeah. and the Nazis to, 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 to cement, that whole, right. cement that whole process. Yeah. Um, so um, the, the, the thinking is that they're going to eventually start to move large numbers of people down there um, to safe locations in in. South America and Antarctica, this is the elite now because there's something they know that or they suspect that there's some kind of something. Something gonna, bad's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And they're not wrong for thinking that. You well, look you at, don't know. You, you don't look know. at North Korea. Look at what Jim, uh, Jim Jong-il is doing right yeah. now. Who knows? We don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> they could be wrong, too. They could they could be jumping the gun on something, too. So. Um, they have, I think, some insider knowledge on that kind of stuff. You but know, well, but I think happen, I think but. that one of the patterns that I have seen as I've been following the news and following the paranormal and stuff mm-hmm. like that is that there is always some new imminent threat, like something bad's going to happen at this date, and the government is making preparations for it secretly, mm-hmm. and that date comes and goes, and nothing happens. Right. Well, it's it's part of the. Part of what we've talked about in past shows about how the, the climate of fear is perpetuated yeah. to keep us off guard. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you're looking over there because you say, you know, and, and when the stuff about North Korea comes on, I try to like say, eh, you know, he's just just playing with his toys, you know. Yeah. Um, because you, you can't live in fear and, and it, it sort of gets your mind away from the fact that we're being, that kind of thing's being perpetuated. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're intended to live in that state of being, yeah. and it, it keeps us vibrating at a lower 
a lower level yeah when you're when you're living in fear um, and i don't want to do that i don't and i know you don't either no i don't want to do it but you can tell that there there is an there's a conscious effort to keep people in fear oh yeah yeah keep us dumbed down in, in fear and dumbed down yeah know? i mean why else would we have uh you know things like justin bieber out there you know Listen, that's the another extreme. Keep people like dumb and distracted because I mean, like I've said it a hundred times, we have things like American Idol and yeah, it has no it has no real worth. And and again, that's a value judgment on my part. But but it it, you know, Dancing with the Stars and all that garb that garbage that they put on. That's um, you know, what is it? It's it's distraction. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a delusion of some kind Mm -hmm. that people have bachelorette and all that mm-hmm. the bachelor and all that crap it's just some some illusion of what people think that their life should or shouldn't be i mm-hmm. don't know what it is but to me it's not it does have has very little enter- entertainment value and it certainly has very little spiritual worth or enhancement attached to it which end of the day is what keeps us you know keeps us in a certain place uh, at least that's my thinking. I yeah. don't get too too far into my own personal philosophy, but I, th- I think you have some level of agreement with me on that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that people are starting to wake up and realize that there's a lot of distractions out there and they're trying to avert their our attention mm-hmm. towards what, what else is going on here. Right. Like getting back to this whole thing about politicians taking trips that really you cannot justify to the outside world and you cannot justify john Kerry going to antarctica to watch glaciers migrate but you know i guess that was reported on but but nobody really investigated it that i know was there was there any kind of investigation done as to why why he was there what he was doing blah 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 nothing i i mean i heard about it and i thought yeah that's odd but then i kind of just you know went past it and thought well a little side trip, I guess. Exactly. Know? Until we started thinking about Antarctica and, and some of the ramifications of it, then it started to have more import. Yeah. You know, as as which it would have had that been brought forward in some sense anyway, when it actually happened. Yeah. You know? Now it's just sort of, you know, pushed pushed to the back burner by people. So as, a, as something that happened, that who knows why. So what else? So what else? What else do we have here? Where where else can we go with this? Well, um, getting back to Corey Good again, who you know, this guy, this guy, I I don't know what to make of him. I really don't. He's been in the league with David Wilcock, who's who's a big name in the field, and and he's David Wilcock's kind of brought him forward. And for the people who haven't listened to our past shows, Corey Good was was. Um, part of the secret space program for he he was he was um sort of he was he was a, a my lab uh, abductee when he was a kid he was he was he was taken in by the military because he tested a certain way on standardized tests yes. and, they, and they sort of probed him programmed him to be part of this this whole secret space type of thing and he's got tons of information about this he's he's considered a whistleblower that's a new term now i don't know are you familiar with that but whistleblower? Yeah. Of course. But but I don't mean a whistleblower in, in the in the sense of like a um like like deep throat not, meeting. Not that kind of a whistleblower. Yeah. This is a new, more defined type of whistleblower that um, is really connected to the secret space program. 
Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there now that are saying they know stuff about it and blah, blah, blah. There's another guy, Dr. Pete Peterson. Have you, have you run across him? I have. He's one of the names that we're looking at here. Yeah, he's, he's another guy. That I'd love to get him as a guest. He's, he's kind of getting kind of old now. But uh, at any rate, so Corey Good claims that there's a, there was actually a battle fought or, or multiple battles fought over Antarctica between yeah. two factions. And, and these may be the two factions that, that Bosley was talking about, two breakaway civilization factions yeah. that have their own military, sort of, sort of, kind of. Um, and there were two different kinds of crafts, apparently, that were, were used. There was, a, there was a teardrop type craft. Did you, did yeah. you see anything about those? I did. I did. Um, and and that some of these craft are, have been operating in this area, um, over, have been seen spotted over Australia and things like that. You were talking about Australia before during the break. So. Yeah, because one, 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 the, one of the news items that we're talking about mm -hmm. during the break is that um, there's a scientific research ship from Australia that is sending uh, that is planning a trip to Antarctica to take a closer look at the ocean floor in, in, in the area surrounding Antarctica, you know, seeing what's going on there as far as like global warming is concerned. Well, you're doing that research. I just want to read this on Corey Good, a remarkable insider and whistleblower. Corey Good comes forward to give an a, accurate information about what is going on behind the scenes of the secret military space program. The secret government and the development of the industrialization of our solar system. So, and the thing is, is that, yeah, it's, it does sound weird. And he also talks about the spear being alliance. And. Well, he, or somebody is referring to the Earth Alliance. Which, yeah. Which apparently are the good guys. Yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the guys with the white hats or the white helmets. <laughs> sure. Um having this battle with um i guess what you you could classify as nimza or the the um you know the fourth reich or the yeah. the, the, the nazi consortium whatever right. however you want to yeah classify that um so at least there's a there's a counter you know there's a counterforce well thank god you know yeah there, there always has to be i guess so that's that's encouraging if it, that's in case that's yeah if that in fact is the case I don't know. What do you think, Eric? What's your what's your spin on this? my my whole take on all of this from every aspect of this is that it's sort of like the entire notion that where's there is smoke, there is fire. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at the entire issue of Antarctica and we're looking at it. Why is it that so many people are coming forward anonymously and giving news stories to other news organizations outside outside the United States and saying, and not only are they saying that there's weird things going on in Antarctica, but they're also saying that the United States is hiding weird stuff in Antarctica. And it's like, and if you look at, if you look at the history of the United States in the past, let's give it 50 or 60 years, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of weird clandestine stuff that, it, and everything is somehow, they seem, they don't seem related, but they're all interwoven. One of the things that is like I had read is that, Marilyn Monroe may have been assassinated because of some of the pillow talk that she shared with JF Kennedy mm, before heard, he was I assassinated. I heard that too. Yeah, that's interesting. And the thing is, is that was JFK assassinated because he was going to turn the paradigm upside down and say, this is what the American people are, are, are hiding. And it's like, and you look at what's going on with WikiLeaks. And the thing is that I wanted to talk about John Podesta 
and I, I've started to go through some of the some of his emails on some of the other sites that is that has been republished from WikiLeaks, and and there there are a couple of instances where people have sent. There's one instance in, in particular that I think is interesting, where somebody wrote a book that's a fictionalized account of somebody working in the secret space program. I, the name of the book is is Secret Machines, and it's written by an author who was a, a part of a, a, a modern rock band and, and so many other people. Because once he said, hey, I'm interested in UFOs and stuff like that. Oh, I heard about that. He, What's his name? Do you I, I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's in our show notes, though. And I, did, I did hear about that. And, yeah. and since so many people have go, come forward to him and say, hey, I heard you like space aliens. Hey, here's a story. Former military people have been going going mm-hmm. to him and saying this is the story. So he's collaborate collaborated this story about somebody who works in the space secret space program and what happens to him when he is trying to get out. And somebody re- and he, and this author reached out to John Podesta and said, at least read the forward and see what you have to say about this. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you know. Apparently, what did Podesta say? I, I didn't read the other part of that, that conversation yet, but there are a lot of people who have been reaching out to John Podesta because he was working with the Hillary campaign. And Hillary had said, I don't know if you remember when Hillary was on late night TV saying that she wants to, if elected president, she will expose all of everything that's well, going on. Or at on. least try to. Or at least try to. Right. And who knows? I think that John Podesta would be a great guest for us on this podcast yeah. because, well, good luck with that, Eric. But you know, I'm, I'm not going to never say never. You know. Yeah, but I think that Antarctica is a big part of the disclosure puzzle. Yeah, I think, I, I, I I can see that. I can agree with that. Yeah, there's something very important going on there. That, yeah, that's been being kept. But am I off from the general public? But am I off base to say that it is obvious that the United States government is hiding something that's going on in Antarctica? Not at all. I think I think it's from what I've read. It's it's pretty obvious exactly what that is. Well, there's a lot of theories about that, but we don't really know for sure. We kind of covered it, but not not to the extent where we could. Well, I mean, (laughs) there's so much there would take hours and hours and hours to really delve into it real deeply and we may do a follow-up show at some point yeah if if more stuff comes out you know there's it seems like there's stuff coming out all the time actually um pretty 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 regularly you're starting starting to i mean there's there's like i said in the beginning of the show antarctica is a a very (laughs) i want to say a hot topic but (laughs) a little bit of a contradiction in terms but uh, it's a hot topic for depending on how you define hot i guess you know uh, but yeah, for for a frozen chunk of of land that's you know pretty much uninhabitable, there's a lot of interest in it. Well, you you, you also got to think about it because mm-hmm. it 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 is lit- Antarctica is literally a lost continent because it's under all of this ice. It is, and who knows what what's under there? It's so hard to get to that we don't. I, I'm pretty interested in the in the hole that Walter Bosley was, mm-hmm. was referencing. What what's going on there is that is that some kind of an entrance to something you know or, or what is it exactly and why is it there you know um you, you can see it on um I've, i saw maps with a with a round mm-hmm. hole that show, shows something there you know it doesn't show exactly what it is of course but 
And you, there's no real pictures. And we could also interject here. And why can't you fly over it? We're, we're all, what's the deal? We can also interject here, Walt, <clears throat> because um, there are other stories about other organizations who are complicit in the cover-up of Antarctica. Fine example, Google Earth. You know, the program Google Earth, mm-hmm. where you can look at maps of why is it that there are blotted out sections exactly. of exactly. Antarctica? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very good point. What's the point of block of whiting Why? out sections? Who makes that decision to do that? You know, what, and what are they doing? Why are they doing that? I don't know. I mean, I can understand why they would block out sections like Area 51. I can understand that. But the thing is, is that you can still see archived photographs, aerial photographs of Area 51. And actually, you can see that more clearly than you can see parts of Antarctica. I don't understand that. I, I don't either. I mean, Area 51 is renowned for being a covert something, you know, covert covert warehouse or something. I don't, I don't know what it is, but a lot of different possibilities on that. But so why is that less covert than, than Antarctica? That, that brings up another whole level of interest for me. You know, I don't know about you, but I mean, I got to say, what, what's there? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So I, uh, but the, I, I think the thrust of the show here, and I think we're going to, this is a great place to end it. I don't think that there is any great conclusion. I don't think we can say definitively what's going on in Antarctica, but we have, I have a whole pile of information on, on the show page. This is show 58 on the metaphysical connection, go to metaphysical podcast and check and see what I have there. And I really want people to really get into and do their own research like other people have in, in other past topics. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on in Antarctica? I mean, is it just science exploration? Is it, I mean, what are they hiding down there? And, and what is it about all these news stories with people coming forward saying there's something hidden in Antarctica and the United States government is covering it up. And they're saying this to other news medias in other countries especially the UK. So, or are we making a big deal out of nothing, Walt? I don't think so. I, I think there's definitely something there. What, exactly the extent of it and what it really is, is I don't know. And it, and it always comes back to the same thing is why is it not, why is it covered up? What, what's there that we can't know? You know, that, that's what it always comes back to for me. What, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And when will we know? Will we ever know? I don't think so. I, I, not in my lifetime, or maybe we will. But the thing is, they're doing such a great job covering it up, and they are doing a great job in alienating people and and uh, who are saying, "Hey, there's something here to see." We didn't even get to the alien element of it. Really. Th- didn't we? Didn't we? Don't we? Though, didn't we already say that there is an alien element to it all? Though, I mean, if it's not Atlantis. And if it's not... Well, I don't think we really talked about that expressly. There's, there's another whole thought pattern that, you know, there's the, that, um, and I know we're, we're right at the end of the show, but there's another whole thought pattern that, that says that um, what's, what's really in that hole is, is an alien mothership that crashed um, eons ago. Mm-hmm. And, and that the, the survivors of that were um, and, and I, was, I think this would probably have to be before it was frozen. Yeah. Um, and and they um, 
they they cannibalized the ship and create and started to begin to create the alien presence on Earth, and this is when the when the aliens started tampering that particular group of aliens started tampering with the with the human genome. So you know maybe this goes back to I didn't say it yet, but I'm going to leave it for the end of the show. Get your bell out, Eric the Anunnaki. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I had to get it in there. Had to get it in. <laughs> Walt had to. I'm, my, my, I'm not complete until I say Anunnaki. <laughs> Oh, there's, by the there's way, a piece missing from my psyche until <laughs> until I say Anunnaki for for at least once. By the way, did show. you did you know that that <laughs> that that some of the members of our uh, Facebook group were saying that there should be a drinking game where every time you say Anunnaki, you have to take a shot. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's cool. That I like that. <laughs> but then somebody said, "Don't because you could die of alcohol poisoning." <laughs> right, so I could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could clearly. So, so you know, that's another whole thought pattern: is that there's there's alien uh, technology under there, and and that it's an alien base essentially. That's there. Okay. And maybe that's maybe that's merged somehow with Nimza, or maybe that's where Nimza originated. You know. Well, I, I'm I going to we see get Walter Bosley spin on that. But. See, I'm going to go. I'm. I, the, here's my definitive theory on what's going on in Antarctica. There is something down there, and they are taking great pains to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. They have ministers of information that they're using to keep it secret and, quote, debunk, unquote, anybody who says otherwise. Right. Right. Try to make you look like a buffoon. Right. And I don't need any help. I do a great job <laughs> all by myself. <laughs> You're, you're pretty self-sufficient in that area. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. So, is there anything? So, is there no, any, I, I just want to kind of get that in there before we left topic. Yeah. But, yeah. So this is it. So I'm going to throw it out to our listeners. What do you, What do you think's happening in Antarctica? Is it just a big frozen chunk of rock, or is it something much cooler than that? Yeah. My vote is with the latter, but. I I can, I don't think that we can definitively say whether it is. Um, the, uh, One thing the, or another. the descendants of the Anunnaki secret no, Nazi base. No, I'm not base. trying to say that definitively. I'm just saying that's a theory. But the thing that's but, been thrown out. You know, as far as conspiracy theories are concerned, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. And if you're mm-hmm. and if they're making such a concerted effort to hide what's going on there, or wherever there's smoke, there's ice. In this case, in this <laughs> case, there's something under the ice. And so what is it? So anyway, we're going to have a sticky for the next two weeks between now and the time. A sticky topic, Walt, on Facebook. We're going to have the topic is going to be what do you what secret paranormal things do you believe is hiding there? Why um, is it sticky? It's going to be it's going to be on the top of the show, of the uh, of the Facebook group. Okay. Facebook dot com slash groups slash the metaphysical connection. And I just took the last sip of my coffee, so I know it's time to. You know, I do have more coffee. I, I have coffee in the pot. I made coffee for you. It's always that girly mon flavored coffee. It's hazelnut. It's not girly man. It is girly mon. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Hazel. Do you think Arnold would drink that? Do I think who would? I think Arnold would drink Arnold Schwarzenegger coffee. Oh hell! I wouldn't. You know he does. What, you know what he, flavor coffee are we talking about? Whatever you make, it's it's like I don't know. You you have a variety of. Nut flavored coffee all, and things like that. All I have is hazelnut and toasted hazelnut. almonds. There you go. There it is. Okay, if you like it, Eric. I'm, I'm not, I, again. I'm not. I'm not. Criti- I'm not criticizing Eric. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I don't particularly like flavored coffee. I'm just. 
<laughs> and I, I might get some hate mail over that. I don't know. <laughs> and it'll all be from Eric. Co- <laughs> setting co- up. Co- covertly <laughs> sending me hate mail with made up, with made up email yeah. addresses. Another, another thing I want to mm. throw out there is I want to ask people if, if whether or not you've spent any time on WikiLeaks, what have you found? Have you found anything interesting? Do, what, what topics do you like to go and, and search under WikiLeaks and, and come back and tell us what you think? We're going to try to get, we're going to try and get Jim back uh, before too long. We're going to get Jim back and, and, uh, and help us out. Try and get John Podesta on the show. If, if, if John, anybody that knows him, if any, if you know, John, I got some time on his hands now. I don't think anybody's calling him up to advise them on their campaign. (laughs) I I could be wrong. (laughs) I don't, I I don't, I don't think that uh, he's going to be giving uh, Hillary Clinton any pedicures in the Oval Office. That I don't, I couldn't say. I shouldn't say that because now he won't come on because I made a crack about that. You you always shoot yourself in the foot, Eric. Or, or in the face. Or in the toenail. Yeah. So, no, there's a list of people. And, and give us your suggestions on who we could get in talking about disclosure. Right. I think this is part of that whole thing. It is. Yeah. It is. Another great show, Walt. I think so. Hey. I'm going to go home and watch The Big Chill. The Big Chill? Yeah, The Big Chill. Got it. That's a joke, Eric. The Big Chill. The Big Chill. You mean you're going to go back and you're going to watch Gaia specials no, the, on Antarctica? It's, and, and, it's, on it's Antarctica. one of my wife's favorite movies, The Big Chill. So I'm going to. Be a good husband and, and have that on when she comes home. See, you're making fun of me <laughs> and hazelnut no. coffee. No. <laughs> but then you mentioned that you're going to watch a chick flick. <laughs> I'm kidding, Eric. Don't you get the connection to Big Chill Antarctica? <laughs> I mean, do I have to explain I'm tra- that? <laughs> I'm trying to stretch the joke out as long as I can. Yeah, and it's, that's not worthy of it. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to get it. has the, no el- el- elasticity to it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out how I can get back at you for making fun of me and my hazelnut coffee. Ended with a thud, and we'll it leave, could, it. We'll, you know, we'll leave it, it at that. It could be worse. This could be September, and we could be talking about pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, Walt. See you, Eric. Yo, man, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. If you're a fan of the show, we would really appreciate it if you would help spread the word and tell your friends who are interested in the paranormal about our podcast and our homepage, metaphysicalpodcast.com. That's the portal for listening to all of our past shows, read our show notes and links that we talk about on each episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Metaphysical Connection podcast by clicking subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. By subscribing, we have a better idea of who is listening and how to better serve all of you in our audience. Be sure to also join us by going to facebook.com slash groups slash The Metaphysical Connection. Once again, spread the word and tell your friends to join us here at The Metaphysical Connection at metaphysicalpodcast.com. This has been The Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at the 
That's also a great way to get in touch with Walt, Jim, and Eric, and let us know what you think of the podcast, as well as topic suggestions for a future show. If we use your suggestion, we'll send you a t-shirt or coffee mug. Just send along your size and preference with your email. You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our Metaphysical Connection group and following us on Twitter at Physics Laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, and form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. So for Walt, Jim, and Eric, this is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on. Hey, hey.